Man to Man 360 starts in 3, 2, 1. You've tuned in to Man to Man 360, the show for men by men dealing with all subjects. The twist here is we come from a biblical worldview to encourage and empower men to make it in life through the power of Jesus Christ. Chopping it up, chopping it up, chopping it up. Men talking about everything you're talking about. Sometimes it's cool, it's cool, and sometimes it's heated. This is Man to Man 360. Hey, welcome to a new episode of Man to Man 360. This episode here is actually a response episode to the Father's Day episode, the one that's called Fathers Then and Now, the one that I did with my dad. And we want to jump in on that one. The guys had uh, listened to that podcast and had some interesting things to say today. And we want to use this as a response show to that show. I think it was a pretty good, uh, at least I think it was a pretty good episode. We'll see what the guys think. But uh, we're going to, right before we get ready to jump right in, just to remind you guys, hey, if you're listening to to the podcast right now listen if you're on our spirit that's great we're glad that you listen to us every week on our spirit but to truly support this show you actually have to subscribe to either the podcast specifically the podcast and download those shows every week but you also and or you can help us by going to man to man 360.com that's man the number two man 360.com and on the video tab there when you click on the videos and then you click on that one that says youtube you go there and subscribe that helps us know that you're supporting us so just listening in our spirit is nice but it doesn't show the support or we have no way of knowing that you support us and that's how we can be supported on many levels which we can explain at another time but the main thing is right now pause whatever you're doing subscribe to the show right now while you're listening i'll wait go ahead all right okay anyway so let's go jump right in and introduce the all-stars in the house today we have b white brian white we have horace everett and we have last but not least warren meeks jr and of course i'm your host daryl anderson and we're going to jump in with the response show to the father's day fathers then and now that that was done with my dad and we'll be playing clips of of that show throughout the show as the guys respond to that so actually i want to start with let's start with warren actually yeah let's go ahead and start with warren I thought the show, yeah, yeah. Morning, there. I thought the show, I thought the show was amazing. Just hearing some of the things that came from Mr. Anderson and me. See, I dig getting some wisdom from some old heads. Now I like hanging out with the old heads, and I was listening to them, and I, it was a different outlook on some things. And I know from just listening to him that some of the challenges that he decided not to take part in, though, if you really look, because in his day and age, songs like Papa was a rolling stone wherever he laid his hat was his home those are songs and things that really could have defined him but he chose different and i could tell that uh, he took his uh he took his relationship with miss anderson he took it he took it serious because i peep how he has said that it was a time where he had to write her because they ain't had no phones i was like oh man i said you most people man in this day and age man they're gonna lose somebody if they can't text them they're gonna lose them but he said i had the writer and i was just i was caught up in the whole thing i like the uh i like really the whole thing but the most the strongest piece to the whole thing was when he started describing his interaction with the schools and what stood out to me mm. the most was mm. that 
he said he did not like he he anywhere his children were he wanted to be like he basically he wanted to have a connection with anything that had anything to do with his kids and he was so serious about that thing that he flip-flopped his schedule and made sure it, mm. it was morning or afternoon or whatever he really put his kids first and that's what you want to hear as a father because that's what fathers are supposed to do still working on your job at gleason right oh i was still working 10 12 hours a day yeah and i was doing this i was flipping back and forth from first shift to second shift so when I was at on day shift, I go to night meetings. When I was on night, I make day meetings. Mm. Yeah, so that didn't stop. I was out doing something almost five nights out of a week in the school district with my kids. So when I needed something, if I needed one of you guys to go to a special program, and a special, all I had to do had to show it up, and you had it because I was there. And it don't mean that Mr. Anderson painted the picture that he was the greatest father in the world, but guess what he was a good father because his mindset was on straight and i realized that it's mental first you know what i mean you gotta want to be uh, where your children are and a part of their lives so i loved it man i really loved it, the whole thing man i can go on but i ain't gonna do that <laughs> cool cool i like that thanks and of course i i'd love to hear his response when i when he hears the show be white yeah, Brian, yeah i think i'm in the same boat i really enjoyed the fact of what your pops was saying like i said i think for me the biggest thing was that surprised me man was how he stood out and was a part of you guys lives man and also too just that i didn't realize your pops lost his parents man like lost mom so that kind of really threw me off to be like man this dude really did it and then even to, which which kind of sucked, man. He said he realized that since he wasn't necessarily the birth child of an aunt, she treated him different. I think that's whack, but mm -hmm. nonetheless, he noticed it, so it was real, right? Just for clarity. So the aunt was one thing, but he had stepmoms that was treating gotcha. them. Gotcha. Okay, so the stepmoms yeah, is the whack moms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, I got gotcha. right. All of them, from his story, all of them seem to be kind of whack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was impressed, man. Like I said, I think that it was impressive to see that he had the most education and he went that route. The one thing I would like to have heard him talk a little bit about, too, man, is like when he came to salvation, like how did that have a play a role mm. to, to switch things mm -hmm. up for him, too? Like what, okay. where did that take him to as far as a father? So that was very mm -hmm. interesting, though. But I did enjoy listening to him talk. And seeing exactly how instrumental he was in his children's lives, man. That was crazy when he was saying, yeah, we went out to Philly and I brought up a report back to everybody else. I'm like, really? So I that, was, <laughs> that was impressive. That was impressive. So it blessed me because I also was uh, had an opportunity to go from different cities to, to represent. I went to Philadelphia, New Jersey for the weekend to programs because my involvement which my, my, my flight was paid, everything was paid for, a round trip. Plus money was given in my pocket because of my involvement. So that, again, that it was very enlightening for me to be able to attend these meetings where uh, uh, people from the top brass in the physical district all over the New York state of New York, I'm sitting in meetings with these people that we're discussing programs. <laughs> and so I was there. And I, so I, when I come back, I had the report, made a report to the Parents, teacher training, trainers, mm -hmm. meeting to them because their director was also sitting in there. So I had to. Yeah, yeah. This is a machine shop guy who's president of the PTA during the day and a machine shop guy at night. So, yeah. Uh, Horace. Yeah, I think, like I said, what stood out to me was like just that whole desire that it was 
already embedded in him to want to be a man. You know, I got this family. I got this desire. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of times the it's the opposite, especially when we're talking about black men, mm-hmm. about wanting to be out there for their children and be a man and be about being father. Because the myth is that we don't care and we're not mm-hmm. trying to be. We running from being a father. And the fact that he was like, you know what? No, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be. I'm going to be about my family and, and those type of things. That that stood out to me because I know as myself as a young, mm-hmm. there were a few examples. And when I saw men, I gravitated towards them. And I was like, almost was envious of some of my friends who had that, that had mm-hmm. that father figure. And you, me know, too. you were blessed. <laughs> you were blessed too, to have man. a man in your life. Yeah, I had some friends. I'm like, man, your father taking you fishing. I had no father taking you fishing. <laughs> yeah. He could have been the worst fisherman in the world. But it I was right. gladly, I would have been happy to go. You know what I'm saying? And that part. So almost not to be, the Bible tells us we shouldn't be, but I was a little envious of the fact that you had a, a, a godly man who, because I, I, I know I didn't have that. And, and then it also, too, as I was listening, kind of gave me a little little fire. I almost shed a little tear, too. But uh, because it's like, yeah. <laughs> it encouraged me, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want to, like, I'm, it make me even more stronger, like, what I'm trying to do with my children. Hey, because sometimes it's hard, man, because it, it, sometimes you be one, you know what, forget this. But when you <laughs> see uh, examples of other men who've been there, done that, it's, you know what, there, there is a reward. You got to hang in there. Make it. How would you advise people today, guys listening, to get involved in that perspective, or should they get involved? They should. Number one, go to your, wherever your children are, you should be involved. They're always looking for, yes, they are, and they're not. You got to make yourself known because some principals prefer not having parent too much involved. They want to, they just want to have the meeting and you don't do a whole lot, but mm. you got to get involved because there are programs and things going on right now that you definitely want to be involved as a man. When it comes to gender, race, and stuff like that, what they're teaching. Yeah. They're teaching things in school. If you don't get involved, guys, you can't change it after they've been put into print. Get involved right now. You, your need, your presence is more important now than it ever did. And for you to sit back on the side and watch your opportunity to go by, then when things come out that you don't like, then you really can't say anything. I, I always felt that wherever my children are, I should be. Because sometimes I'll be feeling like like that prodigal uh, son, father, like mm-hmm. when his son was probably talking all that trash and talking about, give me that money, old man. Because that's what yeah. he said. He ain't saying yeah. nicely. No, he said nice. <laughs> he ain't saying nicely. Get up, old man. <laughs> like, he, like he holding him up like he a robber or something. And then, but to still maintain that love, Yep. You know what I mean? I'm going to look out for my man. But that's what I'm saying. Like the love that I sense that your father had for, for you and stuff. Like I said, I was a little envious. One of the things that, one of the re- reasons I, I wanted to do this show a long time ago was because, look, listen, man, let's, I'm going to be real honest. We take advantage of things we have. Let me just go ahead and say that. Okay. And the older I get, though, you look back and realize, oh, shoot, you realize what you have. And it's a man, it's almost like I got to get this on wax. Remember how people used to say that? And, and you appreciate that because I remember growing up, we used to grow up in Chatham gardens. If you're in Rochester area, maybe you know what that is. If you're not, then you won't know. But I remember when he would come home from work, he would be, he would have his little lunch bag or whatever, and he'd be whistling or singing. 
as he's coming home from work. Now, mind you, where I live, it would be like all these boys, we out playing football or whatever we're doing out there. There's a whole bunch of them. And it was only like about two dads out of that whole area. Everybody else right. had mamas. and But I recognized that. And I'm like, dang. Because I remember it was me and it was the Hogan's. I remember the Hogan's. And my friend's Derek, and he had a big family. It was like maybe like seven boys or whatever, and maybe a sister. But it was Mr. Hogan and his wife and all them boys, and then it was us. And everybody else was pretty much just mamas. And and I realized that when my dad would walk, get out the car and walk over, to, walk home, walk to the house, that everybody was looking at him. And it was in some cases, it was like really, really respected him and all that. And I'm like, yeah, this is my dad. But at the same time, as you look back at that, you realize, oh, shoot. And so, you took yeah, it for granted, right. you, you, you do. You take it for you, granted. Yo, you ain't realized what you had. Like, because look, look at it though. Right now, the statistic in Rochester right now, the big thing is that is that I'm working with some people trying to help out. But Rochester came in 26 percent with fathers in the household, the lowest in the country. Oh wow! The low, yeah, the lowest in the country, absolutely. And I got the statistics to prove it. Yeah, it's a fact. So one out of four homes have a father in it in the city of Rochester. So if the you're looking at in the con- Flint, Michigan is number two at 27. If you're looking at this on YouTube and you see us, this little Brady Bunch square out of the four, that's represent. That's what basically what he's saying. Only the one is represented out of the four in within the city. Um, that's that's not good. But and on but, this podcast. Well, and on the podcast, right? (laughs) Fortunately, and we'll definitely wrap up toward the end on what I'm about to say next, and we'll jump back to this. But fortunately, the guys on the podcast don't represent that statistic. That's a fact. All mine in my house. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. I got them. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I want to say that, and because it was something else that I don't know if you guys caught this in the show. Now, my grandpa was always right. My, my, my grandpa was in his life until he, I think he died of 89. He was way old. But uh, but they didn't talk. He didn't talk much. Give a little direction here. Give a little direction. That's about it. And that was it. So it's not like he got all this. Not saying he didn't get anything from his dad or from grandpa. But I'm just saying there wasn't. He didn't get a whole lot. And if you heard from the in, in the interview, and I, and I understood this and learned it from listening to it as well. He learned a lot of it from watching his friends and people around him, and he picked the good things that he saw, and he said, I want to do that, versus... Did y'all catch that? Yeah, I did. That's what I was talking I about, that whole... All right. I definitely wanted to question him about his motivation to... Because I right. did hear what yeah. he was saying about his dad, and I just wanted to know, like, where did that... But then again, though, I look at me, and I look at my situation, and I'm super motivated to be there for my children, because I did not right. have... But then when he said he had a dad, but he did describe like the awkwardness of the relationship a little bit, but mm. he didn't, he said he, he did this, he did that. He gave him a lot of instruction. Like he seemed like he was a dad of instruction. I guess I was just curious, like where did his motivation, it, and I didn't even ask, like he seemed to be concerned and stuff. Some fathers give a lot of instruction, but they don't even show love through that though. So I, I didn't right. really know how to ask that question or did he tell you, hey D, I love you sometimes. Men ain't going to be all mushy. We all didn't really time, but, hear uh, that word growing up we uh, we knew it because it, it was it came off different but we didn't really we wouldn't we didn't really use that word in our home I, 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 and, and i hope because i said more i think he may have said it but not nah, not really oh. I, I i really don't know but i knew it 
force him to say he he old now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do that. We'll pick up from there right after this. We hope you've been enjoying Man to Man 360 live radio shows. Check us out every Thursday at 8 p.m., Saturday, 8 a.m., and Tuesday at noon. Our goal here is to encourage and empower men to make it in life, and we hope to do that every week. We now have a YouTube page, so subscribe to both our podcast and YouTube. Access all of this on our new website. Visit us at mantoman360.com. That's man, number two, man360.com. There you'll be able to catch shows you may have missed and have access to exclusive interviews as well as extended shows edited down for radio due to time. But keep listening live here every week at ourspirit.online. gonna lie i am uh horrific at it with especially with the boys more yeah i know i'm i know that's one of the things that i know that's a what you say area of opportunity for me that being transparent that i know i need to be because i even actually said it to my son one time i was like do you think it's weird if i say i love you and he said uh yeah i would be wondering if you were okay (laughs) (laughs) it's easier with girls bro that's what i'm saying he said man i'd be wondering if something was wrong with you like he was sick or something if you start saying you love me because that's just that's not how you are he said but i know i know you do oh you because of all what you do for me that's right that's right and and that you look out he goes so i know you do he said but if i want to hear I love you. I go to mom. There's a knowing, and it's hard to it's hard to describe. I knew he right. did, so he didn't really. He, he he would discipline us. Most of it was from my mom in most cases. But when he did, it was because you went. It was a, a whole high far, level. Yeah. You went way, and you knew even in that. As an adult, I'm looking back. I'm saying you knew that because most of it had something to do with school. Most of it had right. something to do with utter disrespect most of it had especially to my mom maybe if we did something to her or whatever or talk but then he's gonna come almost he's gonna kill us but but you knew it and there was so much to that story we didn't even touch we never touched the boy scouts we never touched that he became a scout master when my youngest brother was in and that he got us in the boy scout he never even touched that part never touched uh, the part that he's because we're all artists that he got us involved with the art gallery every saturday we would go down to the art gallery for classes never touched Mm. any of that stuff that we used to go do the fishing part and in the scouting and the shooting and the archery and all never touched any of that stuff we never so we got so- more things to be jealous of you about. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Hey, and D, I'm joking. You it's just, it, it's just. <laughs> even when I look at myself, I'm like, man, what could I have been, or what could have happened to me if I would have had that experience? That's all. More nurturing. If we'd had more nurturing, I, I think about that too. I think about if I had, I, as hard as I worked playing sports and what I did, to have a father's validation, how much better. 
I could I think about that, and that's why I constantly I constantly validated my boys and stuff. I'm constantly in their ear. My daughters too. I'm constantly in their ear about hey, I know like everything like every sporting event that they do. Like when we do stuff, we do two and two, two things you did good, two things you can improve on. That's everything. Mm-hmm. We all that's our conversation. Everything we do is let's do two and two real quick, and then we'll do that. And that's how we go about our day. But I was like, man, I wish I had that. And it sounds like. You had that, and that's what was special, to have that feedback from your dad. It don't have to be all this long yep. conversation. Remember, I said how, like, my father-in-law is that way. Yep. He don't yep. I remember give that. me, he doesn't give you all of this information. It's like short and sweet. Now let's go. Yep. That's exactly it. Cool about you know, that, it, man, it, is the fact that, go, go I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think what's good about that is the fact that, or was talking to two and two and everything else that that was just, you were just saying was the fact that, um, Man, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm trying to think. I had a point that I was trying to make. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it was nice is the the affirmation that comes from a dad, man. And I think that dads give identity regardless of who you are. And I think that's oh, biblical yeah. as well in saying it that way. Like Jesus was given his identity after he was baptized. His father said, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. And I think that's a blessing, man. And I think that as a dad. Thinking mm. that often, and I think of being able to validate and affirm my girls, even my mm-hmm. wife too, man. Because dads give affirmation, dads right. give identity. That's right. It's funny you mention that because one of the other things too is the fact that I you care what your mother says, but I didn't. And if they're listening, I obviously they, they, I, this is no disrespect, but I always care what my dad said about a thing, especially the older I got. I care what my dad said. I'll say this. I've I've shared this part of the story, so it's funny. But I remember this was a long time ago, back when they were sort of arguing and fighting. This was before they got saved and all that. And it didn't look like maybe this thing was going to last. And my mom used to be like, man, I don't know. Maybe I should leave or whatever. This is I'm like little, right? And I'm like, yeah, but who's going to cut my hair? Because my dad was also a master barber. She said, I'll find you a barber. I said, who's going to clean my fish tank? We'll find somebody to clean the fish tank. But who's going to do this? Because these were all the things my dad did. And I'm like, yeah, but I still think I want to go with him instead. Because remember, I'm seeing all these guys with the moms and they didn't have the pop. So why would I want to be just like them? I want to be different. And and so he was the one who was super active. Now, my mom was super active, so she shouldn't be listening to this in any negative way. But it's just that because he was so actively involved with everything and putting some things in play, he didn't really wait. For, he would wait to find out what we're interested in, but then he would make it happen. And now, okay, we're going to go do this. And Saturday morning, we're going here. And this day, we're going that and that kind of thing. And I think where guys can, you know, and I, I think I asked him, what advice would you give? The thing that guys can do today, even if you hadn't gotten any of that, is just find something to get active involved today right now whatever that is at whatever age whether it's your daughters or sons or whatever no i think that's you know, good I think, think that, so I think that was super cute what'd you guys think about because we i spent some time purposely on like on the type of work that he did the working with the hands and that kind of what what'd you guys think about that part of it? i was curious about that i liked it i think that it definitely brought out the more of an old school type of feel as far as a man being almost like having a jack of all trades but it was not just having a jack of all trades but he actually took time to learn the craft and doing those different things i noticed when he said how some of these other guys had the skill set of some of the machine skills ahead of him, but he was top of the class though, because he actually learned exactly what it was. The same time when he was talking about his car, how he said it kept breaking down. And he's like, I'm not giving another hundred dollars up this week. I'm gonna figure it out myself. And then we'll 
Now okay. fix it. And I was like, you know what? Mm, yeah. That's a man just being responsible like that, man. I bought a, a 64 Corvair Monza, and, and that thing was the limit. <laughs> I like the car, but man, every week that thing cost me $100, my paycheck, and I got tired. I said, I'm not giving nobody my $100 this week. Whatever wrong with that car, I'm going to fix it. And I started fixing on cars that, that I didn't, had no training from nobody. I found out what was wrong. I took it off and put it back the way I took it off. And from there on, I just kept learning. There's nothing on the cars I hadn't fixed but a transmission yet. I thought about it, too, because uh, $100 in the late 60s and early 70s. That's a lot of money, man. <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't no walk in the park. I mean, no, I respected that, too, though. Uh, I did. I respected the fact that he uh, he was creative, he was innovative, and he was challenging. He was willing to work. A lot of good characteristics. And he was a man. I definitely would have wanted to hear some stories. I had sent you a text. I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I would have wanted to know a little bit about those uh, fathers that were Rolling Stones because it, that played a major component in some of those kids' lives. Some people, they had I even <laughs> they had a family on this street and around the corner, they had a whole nother family. I was just curious yeah, about that type of stuff. Because you got to think, I hate to, <laughs> I ain't going to put, but I know some people, man, that they keep finding out aunts and uncles that they got to this day because they, <laughs> they dad was bugging. But so I'm just like, man, just like, it, when you look at it and you hear the story a little bit, and I know we, we pressed, but it was a fight against a lot of things. And somehow, some way, I ain't saying he handled everything perfect or whatever. That's between him and God. But yeah. it appears that he gave his all and his effort, you know what I mean, to honor his family and not bring no shame to his family and just be a man. And I, I, I respect that. Like, I respect that whole interview. It's a lot more. I would have loved to sit down and ask him a couple of questions. I think that's something that could happen maybe in the future. And mm. at least you ain't got to worry about a whole bunch of fathers uh, being a part of our interview because <laughs> there's only one. <laughs> there's only one. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I, I was actually, I listened to it several times after. A lot of that I knew, but a lot of it I didn't know, at least not with that level of clarity. And also the way he shared the story showed me some insight. Even when he said, when he, when I got married, he said, and that was a good thing. And the way he said that, I was like, huh, okay. Even there was a light bulb in my head when he said that, like, oh, okay. You know, not that it was a question mark with that. It's just that the way as a man, he said, yeah, marry my wife. And that was a good thing. Was, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going a little too deep on that part. But I, I, it was just That's something that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talk, hey, you talking, well, you're going true, too deep. True. Well, he, it was biblical what he said. <laughs> isn't, isn't to me, and this is what I've learned, that marriage either exposes you as being a man or mm. not. So when you got when you get married, it's either my wife used to say, either you're gonna crap or get off the pot and really are you gonna step up and be a man or you gonna you I can't do this and I'm out of here. Yeah. So that's really what marriage is exposes you. Yeah. So are you really a man? are you a mouse that's really okay. what it boils down to you're right horse because remember that one part two your pops had told me about the song man that kind of blew my mind when he said when he started talking about the songs and how dudes just start relying wow. upon women because all of a sudden he, he was saying before like the man did this the man did that the man was responsible was what he was saying responsibility and then just as horse just mentioned just now like your dad kept saying i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this then all of a sudden it was some other guys was like nah i ain't doing that no more i'm gonna let her take care of me and I know your dad must have been looking at them puzzled, yeah. like cross-eyed. What? Yeah. You mean you're going to let them take care of you? That ain't what, that ain't what we do. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I like that, man. 
I like the fact that he just was like, nah, I'm not getting down with that. And it makes right. me even think, like you said, of them songs completely different now, too. I can't even listen to that. <laughs> said the same I thing. I didn't even know that was what the song yeah. was saying. Had no con- yeah. had no context for it before. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. I, I, don't, not- I don't even want to hear that no more, though. I'm like, turn that junk off, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, B, I swear I said the same thing. I said, yo, <laughs> I don't listen to this song a million times, and I never really paid it attention that it's talking about a man wanting a woman to take care of him now that sounds yeah, so now that is crazy like to they, a man is crazy yeah <laughs> heck yeah but they was living though it shows me the strength and power of music they was living that out through music back then and just like these people are living things out through music now yeah it's just it's you see the, a musical connection i didn't even realize that's what that song said yeah yeah, me either. One last that thing. goes to show no, you how the it, demonic presence, man. And we're talking about sixties and seventies. We ain't talking about today. It is. You know, but one one it, last oh. thing. I think Warren, you mentioned this in the text message. I want to see what you guys piggybacked off on this one, where he said everything stops and starts with me. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, remember that statement. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was your thoughts on that? Or if you had any, if you had any thoughts on that, I like it. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> and that's not only is that biblical. Because the man is the head. And even, actually, that's been some arguments in my home when I've said it that, and actually, to be honest, I set the tone for this house. Yeah. My attitude, if I'm having a bad day, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes the house is having a bad that's day. True. That's true. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes I have to check myself that, yeah. whoa, yeah. you know, yeah. you need to check your attitude right now because- you, everybody is getting down because you getting down. Yeah. Having a positive attitude. Yo, we're going to get through this. Yeah. So all of that, so that everybody's daddy's saying it, we're going to get through it. So we can't stress because he's saying it. He always delivers. Yeah. So it's always, you said it, that is a hundred percent true, at least in my home. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes I have to be smart about it because it is so true that you know, <laughs> if I'm not right, if I'm, especially when I'm off, that's when it's oh, a yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I got to be cognizant of that. It was That's a, a week. I sat down with a man. No, good one. I sat down with a man when I was going through some counseling. And we both gave our sides of the story. And at the end of the counseling, he said, it's all your fault. I said, what? Right. <laughs> he said, it's all your fault. And I said, man, come on, man. You got to be tripping. Like, I can't. Why would you say that to me? He said, listen, bro, let me say this to you. He said, if it's right, it's your fault. If it's wrong, it's your fault. And I said, huh? He said, I can't give you no passes or no excuses for you not accepting the function and the flow of your own household. It's all your fault. And you ha- it says, listen, if you don't like it, if you don't have the ability to change it, then that's your fault too. He says, because <laughs> as a man, you got the ability to change it all. So when I heard him say that, that's all that I ever think about that right there is the, is when it's all going bad, it's normally I let it get out of control. Yeah. Really, to be honest. That's 100 yeah. percent. That's true. I know that I came to that realization regarding some things, a revelation recently that that's 100 percent true, man. The mandate that God gave was to Adam. Adam was supposed to be right to, to give to share it with Eve. And I'm sure Eve heard it from the Lord as well. And then and it got twisted up and he never corrected that, man. That was his responsibility. That was his responsibility to make it right. And I feel it's the same in our house, man. Like the Lord, yeah, he talks to my wife. He talks clearly to my wife. But if if our relationship is not right, 
it's I think it's more so my responsibility because there's something going on with me and the Lord that that got that the vertical relationship is not right. And so therefore the horizontal relationship with my wife ain't right. I recently mm-hmm. told this dude, it just like I said, I had a revelation. I was like, you know what? Your relationship is not right because it got nothing to do with your wife. It's just between you and the Lord. You get right with the Lord, your relationship with your wife would be good. Mm, and there you go. that's one yeah. thing that's true, man, because you'll humble yourself. You do a lot of different things when the Lord truly breaks you and your eyes will be open and you'll look at life differently. Yeah. And then once that happened, now you can go back and have a relationship with her and she'll look at you like brand new person like yeah, yo what happened right. everything yeah, happened right. i got right with him and that changed everything that's right right that's right i said i told my wife i was we were talking about it this morning actually at breakfast i was like you know what? i spent too much time arguing with the holy spirit and i said sometimes the holy spirit <laughs> be talking to me and i'll be like i don't want to do that though i'll be like that's not what i want to do and the holy spirit be like yo you got to do this i'm like no i don't want to i gotta stop arguing with the holy spirit what is talking to me i just gotta listen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's powerful. And this is, but, and everything I said is so profound because, and audience, I'm talking to the audience right now. One of the things we all, we said this a thousand times on this show for over a year and a half, almost two years. Being a man, you have to be that regardless, don't, whether you save or not. Because my dad was not saved at the time he was doing all these things. We, we, he didn't get saved until I turned 17. So all these things he did up until that point, he was not saved. You have to be a man and you can't have no excuses about it. And you can't say if the preacher would have, no, 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 no. He, his dad didn't give him a lot of instruction. He didn't have a mother. Come on, come on. So right. you got to get to the point. You got to find out, well, what must I do to do be the best man and the best father and the best husband to my family? If I got, in his case, if I got to look for my best friends, oh, okay, the ones that's doing it, okay, I like them. Okay, uh, I like what he's doing. I don't like what he's doing. I don't like all that fighting they're doing over there. Didn't do that, but you, but you, there is no excuse. Warren said, it's all going to come back to you, brothers. It's all going to come back to you. I, I, a quick story. This is about a week ago. I'm almost ashamed to say it, but it's funny. So I walked in my house. I don't know if I was having a bad day at work. I don't remember what happened. My wife was singing some praise song and all that. And I walked in and I was, I don't know what exactly what I said, but it almost felt like, shut up and stop all that noise. And, and that's what it felt like. And she was like, whoa, what's going on? And then I'm like, what the heck am I doing? So I went back and said, I apologize. I came in like the devil. I'm telling you to stop all that noise while you're singing a praise song. And I <laughs> changed the atmosphere because we can come in, you know, we godly, but we can come in like devils on sometimes. Depending yeah. on what's going on, you got to rebuke that and shut that that foolishness down. Uh, what is right. it? Second Corinthians ten and five says, "Cast down every imagination and high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, but bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ." And when we doing that, I man, we got to shut stupid stuff that's coming to our head down and and reset our house. Just reset yeah. it. Everything is wild right now. Reset, reset, shut it down. Yeah, but shut it down. And it starts with me wow. shutting me down first in my flesh and stupidity. A lot of time. <laughs> I'm just saying, y- y'all know, y'all no. know. And then we shutting there? everything down. Then we're going <laughs> to reset. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, it starts with me being man enough to say, I'm sorry. I should have did that. But we're going to reset. Don't bring back what you just heard 10 minutes ago. I didn't reset. They're making sense, everybody. <laughs> no, you're right. I've come into the house. Like you're saying, I've done exactly what you've done. I'm having a bad day. I got an attitude. And she all in there hearing the gospel music. Man, shut that off. I want to be mad. <laughs> I want to be mad. When it's, like you said, you catch yourself 
you catch yourself and I'm being disrespectful. What's wrong with me? This is, if anything, I should, I need that. I need <laughs> right. to worship right now. <laughs> and maybe that's God trying to slow me down. He yeah. probably see me coming and he probably got her already getting me prepping the house. Cause you know, the, the devil's coming. So we got to prep the house to calm him down. So yeah. So no, I definitely feel, I've definitely been there where, you know, where where it can get in you, where that demon can get in you a little bit, where you need to rebuke the devil and be like, yo, we can't be like this. We can't do this. Like you, like we were talking about before, as men, we set the tone. We got to be right. Exactly. Guys, this was awesome. We're going to get ready to wrap up, but this was great. I thank you guys for, for first of all, listening and then sharing your thoughts on that. But yeah, so we're going to go with that. But listen, if you hadn't heard that episode, listen to the Father's Day episode, Father's Then and Now. That's a great show. Hopefully we can get some more feedback from maybe a, a second one in the future. Shout out to Huh? Yeah, Shout out to Miss Anderson. Salute. Oh, definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah, respect that's that. Salute. That's respect a that. blessing right there, man. That's a blessing. All right. And with that, we're out. This episode of Man to Man 360 is a wrap. But you can check us out next week wherever you get your podcast and listen on demand to earlier or exclusive content. Visit us at man2man360.com. That's man, the number two, man360.com. Then tune in live every Thursday at 8 p.m., Saturday, 8 a.m., and Tuesday at noon at rspirit.online.